Welcome back to Networks Tech Talk, a Samsung podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Pickens, and we've got a great conversation for you today. The hardware-centric approach for network development using vendor-specific hardware designs has remained static for decades. As a result, the model is unable to keep up with the fast-changing world of today's telecommunication services. With the rapid push to 5G, operators are looking for fast, scalable ways to deploy while also having the flexibility and agility to manage services and optimize their networks. There are two ways that operators are achieving this flexibility, by using a virtual radio access network, or VRAN, and by embracing ORAN standards. VRAN moves legacy hardware-based functionality to software running on its standard x86 hardware. And ORAN is a set of standards that allow RAN hardware from different vendors to interface. Today, we're gonna to talk about VRAN and OpenRAN, what they mean for operators, Samsung's views on them, and Samsung's leadership in both technologies. With me today is Derek Johnston, Head of Marketing for the Networks business at Samsung, and he's here to help us understand why VRAN and OpenRAN are essential to the industry. Welcome, Derek. Hey, Kaylee, how are you? Thanks for having me. I read in a recent heavy reading survey where they noted that 21% of operators are deploying VRAN now, and 99% of all MNOs asked plan to deploy it within two years. Can you tell the listeners more about Samsung's view and approach to VRAN? Sure. I think, you know, to start, uh, we agree with, you know, we agree with the survey results, both from the commercial, uh, you know, our commercial success and what we've seen uh, in terms of our customer uh, relationships. Uh, but there's also, we, you know, we also just see the industry going that way to a more software driven approach. And so the, you know, the evolution to that all virtualized network uh, from the core to the RAN has been happening since uh, the mid 2000s with virtualization of the core. You know, and, and ultimately, at the end of the day, VRAN gives MNOs um, greater network uh, management and service agility, but also better deployment uh, flexibility and efficiency. So, and, and it's you know the things like you had mentioned using those pooled, centralized, software-driven network functions that are on common off-the-shelf uh, you know server technology um, or cloud-native. Uh, you know, as as we've seen uh, a recent push as well. So. Um, so I think, you know, that's our view is this is where the industry is headed. And, um, you know, we're happy to be taking a lead role in, in, in driving uh, virtualization. So you just alluded to Samsung's commercial success in VRAN. And while I'm aware that Samsung has been a pioneer in virtualization, can you tell our audience a little bit more about some of the accomplishments we've achieved in the industry? Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, so, yeah, we started with uh, virtualization uh, in, the, in the centralized unit. Uh, we call it the VCU. You know, uh, telecom loves loves it. Loves a good acronym. And so, uh, you know, in traditional RAN, if you will, if you take you know, kind of servers and radio, um, the VCU sits in between uh, the baseband uh, unit or server that sits at the base of the cell tower, if you will, in just kind of simple terms, and and the core of the network. And it runs uh, everything from you know radio uh, signaling, processing, and, and resources um, to access controls and. And so we virtualized um, that portion of the network first. Uh, and then, you know, from a commercial success perspective, we deployed um, with the tier one operator and uh, and a, a 5G millimeter wave system. So it was a, um, in, in, in a multi-vendor environment. And so that was a virtualization of the you know, VCU as well as our, our access unit, our 28 gigahertz radio uh, delivering 5G service. And then more recently, we virtualized uh, the um, digital unit or the baseband, uh, the baseband unit. So this is full, um, full VRAN, meaning 
all of the functions that you can um, disaggregate from the base, the baseband and make a software driven function, we um, we did so, and that is now uh, in a commercial tier one uh, network uh, operators uh, network and providing service to millions of uh, subscribers in the U.S. here, um, and, and getting you know. Uh, hundreds of megabits per second uh, of great, high-quality 5G service. So it sounds like Samsung has clearly earned the status of a VRAN global leader working with those Tier 1 operators around the globe, implementing these large-scale VRAN commercial deployments. But can you talk about how technologies such as Massive MIMO and the use of C-Band are really important to VRAN and how Samsung is integrating these? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, as you, as you well know, you know, mid-band spectrum is really the cornerstone of, of, of 5G service globally. Uh, and so uh, here in the U.S., C-band has been you know, vitally important to uh, you know, the competitive, the competitive uh, 5G market. And so deployments have really, really taken off. And um, to take advantage of C-band's benefits, which is you know, that uh, large contiguous spectrum uh, and propagation uh, characteristics that, that um, really provides the, you know, the promise of, of 5G uh, in terms of uh, high throughput and low latency, you really need massive MIMO radio technology. Um, and, and massive MIMO radio technology involves a lot of processing um, and RF signaling that happens um, at, at the, you know, kind of at the edge, if you will, or at the, at the cell tower. And so it was, it was believed that that, uh, was not something that was, was feasible, uh, by many of the, my, many incumbents that were kind of pushing back on, on, um, on VRM meeting. You just, you needed to have a dedicated vendor specific, uh, hardware based solution. And, um, and we've been we've been able to prove otherwise. Again, that's that's stuff that we have commercially in a network now. We're the only uh, global um, uh, network technology provider that is delivering, you know, massive MIMO technology in a full VRAN setup and and achieving traditional RAN performance levels. And so that you know is something that we're we're extremely proud of. You know, I think demonstrates the leadership that Samsung has in terms of our our virtualization technology. Yeah, absolutely. So let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about Open RAN. Um, an Open RAN approach definitely seems to be gaining strength in the marketplace. What is Samsung's view on Open RAN? And you, can you tell us more about Samsung's successes with deploying in Open RAN? Sure. So, yeah, to begin with, uh, you know, Open RAN um, for for Samsung uh, is really just an extension of of what our strategy has been. Uh, with our network's business, which is we're taking a, a customer-centric approach. Um, we are not chasing uh, market share. We are seeking um, to partner with customers in certain markets that are technology forward. And so um, Open RAN is a choice, we believe. We're, we're not politically or, or maniacally behind the, the initiative, but we believe it's a choice. And um, it's a choice for network operators who are looking for flexibility and agility in their networks. Uh, so as such, we're a member of things like the Open RAN Alliance uh, and have done uh, you know, extensive work to, um, to open up you know, the front hall interface initially and, and things like that. And we believe that true, <clears throat> excuse me, Open RAN really comes down to not only that, you know, it starts with the front hall, but more importantly, it involves a fully disaggregated um, baseband that you do with a v with a VRAN, you know, architecture. And so I think 
that would ultimately, you know, we believe that, that if, if uh, a customer or a network operator is looking for an open RAN network, it really uh, behooves them to consider it in a, in a virtualized uh, RAN architecture to give them that true flexibility um, between the, you know, kind of software driven network functions and the open interfaces. Um, so that's kind of where we stand in, in open RAN. You know, from a commercial success perspective, we're the only global, you know, network technology provider that has, you know, open RAN um, deployments, you know, here uh, in North America, uh, as well as in Europe and in Asia. Uh, and so we've been working with, again, technology forward um, operators, uh, the likes, you know, in Asia of, of um, KDDI and uh, Docomo. Um, in the UK, just uh, recently, we announced uh, the first um, open RAN, you know, 5G open RAN site uh, with Vodafone. Uh, in here in the US, uh, we've done, you know, open RAN compliant deployments with uh, folks like AT&T uh, and Verizon. And so, um, you know, we, we see the, again, it's a choice. And um, the operators that tend to, uh, tend to choose open RAN are, generally speaking, you know, more kind of technology forward, trying to um, push the, the, the limits of the available um, technology stack and what they can do with their network. So you talked a little bit how OpenRAN and VRAN can complement each other. And we're starting to see some people in the market quickly embrace OpenRAN while other, other ones are just jumping on the VRAN bandwagon. So will there be instances where folks embrace one versus another? And who do you think will be pursuing each option? Sure. So I think um, you know, there are a variety of reasons why uh, you know, network operators are pursuing VRAN and OpenRAN or both. Um, I think to begin with, you know, for VRAN, you know, all uh, network operators are are, are are ultimately will choose choose VRAN. That's the way that the industry is going. But I think one commonality in terms of of uh, why is really flexibility and agility, and that's in deploying and managing your network. So if you start with VRAN, you know, for mobile networks, I liken the the industry adoption to uh, you know, VRAN is similar to how enterprise IT networks have, have migrated, meaning you know, they started off with hardware-centric, localized um, network architectures and technology. Eventually, they moved to kind of software-based or software-driven, um, you know, kind of, you know, your SDN platforms. And now we've seen this move to cloud-native and cloud implementations, things like that. And that's that's exactly how telco networks are, are migrating, just at a slower pace because, Again, there, there's a much higher level of um, you know, security, performance, uptime involved in, in mobile network technology. But uh, again, we're, I think the mobile networks are taking that same uh, that same migration, uh, and so um, you know, I think that that I, that takes care of like kind of the VRAN portion. Um, you know, for open RAN, you know, what we've seen is the you know for commercial reasons. In terms of opening those, you know, opening interfaces and introducing other vendors, again, it has to do with kind of you know agility and flexibility in their network. I, um, I think there's been a lot of spin and focus associated with this this multi-vendor aspect of it, um, and I don't, you know, and you know, there, there's also been. Um, if you follow kind of the industry news and stuff, of well, that's, well, that's not really true. ORAN, which I think is a little bit of nonsense, in, in, you know, in the sense that 
you know, first of all, it's very, you know, it's early days for Open RAN. Um, and with any network technology, you know, it does take a while to work this stuff out and to, you know, especially these massive, you know, technology and approach uh, changes. So to that end, um, I think a lot of the smart operators that are choosing an Open RAN approach say, okay, well, let's start with, we will deploy, and it could be with a single vendor, you know, Open RAN compliant equipment so it gives us the flexibility to then introduce other vendors when the time comes and when there might be a need or an opportunity and so it's really about that flexibility and that agility to to do so as opposed to a day one i have to bring in and integrate five to six different vendors um i think that that's no one you know no network operator started down the open ramp path at, with that being their vision. Uh, in fact, it may never, it may, may not get to that stage. It might, you might get to just a couple of vendors, uh, et cetera. But I think the, the, it's that flexibility uh, and agility in the network. And then with VRAN, I think the other portion that I, that I failed to mention is, you know, there is a cost efficiency down, down the road. There is, you know, upfront, um, changes organizational, you know, more software driven, uh, you know, engineering talent and things of that nature. But ultimately at the end of the day, if you can imagine an operator who, as they deploy multiple, um, you know, multiple spectrums and then the associated radio gear is if they can start day one, they put in their cop servers at the base of a tower, they can over provision the, those, um, those servers in that technology, it, you know, at the base of the tower, when they add new radio resources, it's a simple tower climb, but they don't have to go in and address new baseband technology. They don't have to wait for the vendor to have their baseband ready. And then it's a software push. Um, so there's deployment efficiencies, you know, um, resource savings, if you will, in terms of your tower crews and things like that. And so there are, you know, cost efficiencies and, you know, kind of CapEx and, and OpEx implications uh, that that we believe will will um, benefit the network operators in terms of an overall um, cost of ownership benefit. Okay, and I do follow the industry news, and I have seen that Open RAN tends to get a little bit of a bad rap. Can you talk a little bit more about some of the negative press coverage Open RAN's been getting? Sure. Yeah, you know, I think with uh, with with Open RAN, it really starts with um, you know when you. You know, network technology um, cycles and and you know from a sales cycle perspective, uh, you know from a from a network infrastructure provider like a Samsung is, you 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 have these very very long you know sales cycles and, and technology development um, investments right that are you know, enormous uh, in terms of of R and D um, the amount of R and D that has has been spent on on five G technology is is incredible. And so, if you're an incumbent provider in a network, there you, you know, there's a lot at stake. Uh, and so, uh, when you when you open the interface uh, and, and introduce the possibility of other vendors, you know it, it can get a little a, a little uncomfortable. And so, you know, I think for some, the the, the narrative has been that look, this is uh, this is silly. You're not going to get the performance or security concerns. There's you know, how you manage um, multiple vendors and, um, uh, you know, their, their uh, um, release cycles and the coordination of all that. And so, and again, these are all legitimate 
questions and ones that the, the industry can and will solve. But I think a lot of attention gets paid to, um, you know, the hyperbole behind that. And so, uh, you know, our view is that, look, you know, it's early days, um, uh, but it's a choice. It's one that network operators want. So the customer wants it uh, and it's a valid ask and one that can be supported. And so, uh, you know, I think that, that, that a lot of the, the fear and uncertainty and doubt associated with open RAN really starts with um, that, that level of, of discomfort that it provides when, you know, it puts, uh, you know, that stuff at stake uh, and, and introduces new competitors and new entrants to the market, which, um, you know, from, from Samsung's perspective, we welcome, you know, in terms of uh, having a vibrant and, you know, multi-vendor ecosystem out there that, um, that, that can provide new features, functionality and drive innovation. So that's a great segue into my next question. I want to talk more about this multi-vendor ecosystem. Um, we know it's an important measurement of success for Open RAN. So can you tell us more about what Samsung's doing to make the, their VRAN more open and the types of partnerships that they're forming to expand the ecosystem? Sure. Yeah, I think, you know, the, so we believe that, you know, the foundation of our leadership, uh, you know, in terms of, of VRAN um, has, you know, has always been built on, uh, our relationships with with ecosystem partners and our in our industry colleagues, and so you know to that end, I think we we if not uh, we I think we have the largest um, you know ecosystem and and partnerships uh, out there of, of any you know global uh, network technology provider, and so uh, you know our we believe that our our success in the space is kind of built on those on the strength of those relationships and those those collaborations and and. So to that end, um, you know, I think that that's what you know, we we see as a, as, a, as a determining factor in terms of, of everyone's success in the industry. Uh, so you know, we've um, and that you know, and that translates, I think, as well into the open RAN space. So from a VRAN perspective, um, you know, we have had partnerships that that uh, that that start with kind of chipset vendors. You know, going into the uh, server technology, now into the um, you know container as a service, and if you will, the, the folks that are helping telco um, cloud providers in terms of containerizing those network functions, and then the you know cloud scale companies, and, and we have uh, partnerships all the way through that. Um, on the ORAN side, you know we've worked with um, competitors. Um, Obviously, you know the radio side on the on the baseband side to make sure that our equipment can can work and the interfaces um, are tested and validated, and so that um, um, we see as as a determining factor in why we've been able to produce the you know the first one hundred percent you know kind of VRAN um, you know for fully virtualized. Uh, RAN solution that's that's commercially out there and delivering, um, you know, things like a uh, service over C-band. It's also probably why Samsung's VRAN solution is an award-winning solution. Um, at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona this year, Samsung recently won two GLOMO awards, including the CTO Choice for Outstanding Mobile Technology Award and the Best Mobile Technology Breakthrough Award. Can you tell us about the significance of these awards and what it means to Samsung and the industry? Sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're, we're incredibly honored, uh, I think to, you know, to be acknowledged, uh, by our, by our industry peers. And so I think 
from from my understanding of of the award uh, over the years that I've that I've been in telecom, it's um, you know you're you're being selected by um, I think something in the order of of 21 CTOs and mobile network operators, and so uh, that's incredibly humbling and and, a, and an honor for us in terms of you know the folks that um, are you know smart and are making huge decisions about their their network technology uh you know and it, they're acknowledging you know the success of our our of our solution and and the uh and our competency and our ability to deliver it in a commercial sense that's that's uh yeah incredibly uh, gratifying so we're uh we're thrilled absolutely well, Derek, thanks for your time today um, and breaking down how VRAN and OpenRAN are providing operators with more flexibility to deploy next-generation networks. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kelly. It was great uh, chatting with you. Awesome. VRAN and OpenRAN are fascinating technologies that are making huge impacts in mobile network evolution. And Samsung's leadership in development and deployment for major operators around the world is extremely impressive. We're all excited to see the network virtualization and open standards we've discussed today continue. And to our audience, thank you for participating in today's podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time on Networks Tech Talk.